It's time for Town Talk, our monthly review of accomplishments, issues, celebrations, and concerns involving the town of Wyndham, brought to you first Tuesday of each month by Prime Materials Recovery with facilities on Ash Street and Milk Street, Willimantic PMR, assist manufacturers and utilities to maximize their resources through scrap recovery. And now, Jim Rivers, Wyndham Town Manager, and for the most part, Jim, you're pretty happy this morning, aren't you? Yeah, Wayne, you know, I, I thanks for having me again. Uh, we, we're in really good shape here, and uh, I think it's going to become really apparent to people uh, when, they, when they see their budget, when they go in to vote on their budget uh, next week, a week from today, the referendum, the annual referendum will take place. Um, we've got some, some big tax breaks for everybody. I know the state's talking about tax breaks with the car tax and, and maybe uh, the, the home credits and everything else, but uh, locally, uh, you know, you saw a headline in the newspaper last week about Mansfield, and it was quoted as remarkable. Well, our, our budgets are really remarkable this year. If you live about the headline here is if you live in the town, just overall, it's the town tax is 1.7 mills lower, and that's about $170 per $100,000 of assessment, which also happens to be the average home value or assessment in, in Wyndham right now. And then if you live in the city, which is about three-quarters of the population in Wyndham, it's another 1.69 mills. So, uh, again, if you're, if you're in uh, Willimantic, your taxes are going to go down 3.39 mills or $339 on average uh, you know, per $100,000 of assessment. That is a tremendous tax break. And, and this, this is not a revaluation year where some funny stuff is going on with the values. Uh, this is just purely uh, revenues, uh, and we're keeping expenses below inflation, uh, albeit they're going up expenses, but they're, they're staying below inflation, and revenues are more than offsetting that. Um, and uh, again, it's, it's a lot of work over many years, and this is when it, it comes to fruition right now at this moment. Is any research been done regarding the budget and how it compares to prior years when there was such a drop? Seems to me this is the biggest drop as far as the overall budget and the taxes are concerned, maybe in 50 years around here. Uh, you know, I, I didn't research that. That's a good point, but I, I can't imagine. You just don't, you know, you just don't see everything line up like it is right now. So, you know, and especially when we have this this huge inflation. I mean, it was. In, in the end of March, it was 8.5% annually, 7% last year. Um, I think they were calling for April, maybe was going to be lower, maybe five, five and a half, six, but it's still, uh, we're seeing big inflation. And the budgets were, uh, city budget was about four, it was 4.89%, and the uh, town budget, the Board of Finance chiseled it down to 5%. So we're still below the inflation number, but the revenues, uh, we're seeing uh, hitting on all cylinders there. We got a higher grand list growth, around four percent year over year, which is a big number in a non-reval year. Um, we've got department revenues, like such as conveyance fees and building fees. Uh, all those fees seem to be going up. Uh, and then, uh, you know, we've got grants from the state. We've got new, more pilot money that we talked about the last few years, which has been worked on by our representatives. Uh, you know, including some council members like Dennis O'Brien and, uh, uh, you know, May Flexer and, uh, Susan Johnson. They've been working on these things for years. And finally, last year, we got a big break. So all these things are coming together. And of course, the state is doing very well. So there's more 
you know, more money to, to hand out and, and help the uh, local communities. It's, it's a nice, refreshing change because usually, you know, Wayne, it's in the past, the state was, was struggling, you know, going back 10, 15 years ago, and they had to make some, some drastic moves. And some of those moves weren't that they cut us, but they didn't raise us. So as things go, keep going up, inflation keeps increasing, if the state doesn't increase your grants, you're really going backwards. And that happened for many years, again, when the, t- the state had tougher times. But in recent years, uh, the state, as you, you know, watch the news any night these, uh, these recent days, you see good news coming out of the state. We're seeing some of that. So all those reasons, uh, things are really happening. And, of course, business is really starting to, to explode in, in Wyndham. There's a lot more investment, and that's, you know, driving that grand list number I was talking about. So it's, it's, it's all good. Things are happening. That's why I'm so happy this morning, Wayne. I don't want to poke the lion, but, you know, this town is notorious for the naysayers voting down budgets. What are those people going to whine about now? I mean, how can you vote this budget down? Yeah, you know, that, that is a, the point that I'd love to make this morning, is that, and that is people need to still get out and vote. And we've only been able to accomplish what we've accomplished in this town in recent years because people have come out to vote for things. Because typically people that vote tend to come out to vote against things. You, you know, abstention is acceptance, right? So people think the budgets are fine or a community center project is fine or they, they won't come out and vote. It's, it's fine. This like, looks great. Just keep going, you know. You still have to vote because the people that are against things, they're weak. They say, oh, I got to shoot that project down. I got to shoot that budget down. Now, you made a good point. This is a budget that a taxpayer that is typically concerned about their taxes going up can really sink their teeth into because this is going down and down quite a bit. So I would hope, and I would think, and we're going to find out. This is the year to experiment. How many people are going to vote no on this budget? Budget because if those people vote no this year, I don't know what what they're waiting for. To your point, and we're going to find out how many people will always vote no because this is the year uh, to vote yes. So we, and, but people that are sitting on the sidelines and thinking, ah, it's going to pass. This is a great budget. You need to get out and vote because if you don't. Other folks may might shoot it down. So, again, get out and vote. Whatever your pleasure is, vote yes, vote no. That's that's your right to do so. Uh, we have a great town where we have a refer- automatic referendum every year. But uh, again, don't think if you're thinking that the budgets are good, don't think it's just going to pass. You still need to get out and express yourself. And if you want to vote no, hey, you can vote no. Don't know why you're voting no, but that's that's your right to do so. Changing gears a little bit, Jim. No curbside bulky waste pickup this year. Explain the reasons why and what kind of feedback you got for that change. So, uh, you know, this is the third year that we're not uh, not going to have this curbside bulky. And, uh, you know, the, the primary reason, uh, going back to the beginning of COVID, was we were concerned about COVID safety and the things were chaotic at the moment in the spring of 2020. And, you know, we also have been trying to get rid of it in the first place because for about three months, we've got trash on the side of the road. We've got people putting things out six weeks in advance. Then you've got the collection weeks, months, whatever. And then you've got people leaving stuff out. They, they missed it or they put the wrong things out. And it just created chaos in this town. It was a bad reflection on this community. Also, we have to pay for that. You have to pay for somebody to go to every house and pick up everything. So we eliminated that expenditure and now our streets look a lot better. We give everybody a free month for additional things. Now, bulky is usually free at the transfer station, or most, many things are free. But we, we expand that list in May. 
through the month of May. So you can bring most anything down there, and it's going to be, uh, you know, there won't be any charges. I, I don't know the specific list. you got to check with Public Works or go onto the website, and you'll see uh, that bulky flyer talk about what you can bring and what you can't bring. But um, we have a great transfer station. Let's use it and not clutter up our streets with trash. If there's a fly in the ointment, Mr. Town Manager, that would be these recent numbers that have been going up statewide and in the town of Wyndham when it comes to the coronavirus. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, uh, I hate to say we expected it, but the last couple of years, Wayne, we've seen a surge in April. And I don't know if it's because all of a sudden everybody, you know, takes their masks off and comes together at the end of March or early April. But um, we are seeing that a bit of a bump again this year. Uh, we're we're pushing in Wyndham uh, close to the red line. Uh, of course, we were, you know, many times over that red line uh, through the winter. Uh, and then the state is, is also moving up, confirming that it's not just the town of Wyndham. Uh, but, you know, people still need, as we both of us have said over and over again, is the, the virus is still here. It is still deadly. Uh, variations are being, mutations are being created, seems like, all the time. You need to get vaccinated. You need to get boosted. You need to stay away from people, especially if you're vulnerable. Um, and uh, those masks are a good idea, although not required right now. Uh, outdoor events are better than indoor events. All the things we've talked about, um, we're hopeful, and we, you know, we really believe that uh, the scientists believe that come, you know, come the next few weeks as the weather gets warmer, um, that we're going to get through this uh, little bump as usual, as we have seen the last few years. But, uh, you know, there's no guarantee of that. And if you're, if you're concerned, make sure you uh, you take the precautions you need to take. Wyndham had 11 new cases over the weekend. They've had 30 in the last seven days and 72 in the last 14 days. So clearly the number's going up. And back on Friday last week, the state report showed one more fatality in Wyndham from COVID, total of 48 now. I, by the way, am getting my second booster shot tomorrow. Mr. Town Manager, what is your advice for people who have not gotten boosted, especially number two? Well, they, they say, I guess, after four months you can get another booster. Um, I'm, myself, I'm, I'm searching for that next booster. I have, I've had one, and uh, I'm, I'm past the four-month mark, so I'm going to be looking for my second booster. Um, You've got to keep getting the booster. I mean, this is the, the new reality that we live in. Um, don't give up. I know a lot of people are tired of this, but, um, don't give up. It's just, it's just, a, uh, you know, our way of life now. We've got this virus. It's not going away. Um, there's only a few ways it would go away. And unfortunately, those options don't seem to be possible where everybody gets vaccinated at the same time or, uh, everybody just isolates, uh, for a long enough period of time. But, uh, that's just not practical. That's not going to happen here, especially in the United States. So, uh, you've got to live with it, and you've got to learn to pre- to prepare yourself uh, so you don't get it, or if you do, it won't be as serious. So, uh, yeah, booster, 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 I think, uh, for people that have been vaccinated. Some people still aren't vaccinated, and uh, it's it's never too late to go out and get vaccinated. you got to get out there and, and get it. So, Jim, you were involved in a special ceremony at the police department for a new police officer, Tyler Pogmore. You actually swore him in. That had to be a special moment for you. Yeah, you know, that is, uh, again, a privilege that I have as the town manager and the chief executive officer is I get to swear the police officers in. And, uh, you know, we unfortunately, we, you know, we have openings all the time, and we're trying to bring them in as fast as we can. 
but that uh, that is really an honor to swear in a police officer, and it's a, of course it's I call it the best police department in Connecticut. Um, it's it's a you know everybody's pretty happy there. You got the family there; they couldn't be prouder of this son or daughter that's being sworn in, and um, that you know that was uh, I, I get to do that all the time. So yeah, you saw me there, and it's it's a great thing. Another important program that took place over the weekend was the Drug Take Back Day. Just your thoughts on that? Well, we do that every year. Uh, the uh, The Pride Organization, that's a, a group that works with uh, the police department in conjunction with a bunch of other volunteers and also some staff. Um, we uh, we try to get you know get the the dra- drugs off the street, so we don't want people to accidentally grab something that that's in the in the cabinet. I know my my father-in-law passed away a few years ago, and he had a bunch of prescription meds. you, you, you got to bring them down and make sure they get in, in the right place. If they go in the trash, somebody could grab those drugs and do bad things with them, hurt themselves or hurt somebody else. So if you have those extra uh, bottles of pills hanging around or, or other types of medication, they need to be you know, brought down. And so they do this event, and they, you know, they talk about the other activities they do. Um, throughout the year, so it's a it's a great event. They they do it every year this time of the year. In the earlier segment, we talked about the budget and how the taxes are coming down and the like. And an email question brings up the question: What happens in three years when the ARPA money runs out? Well, uh, the ARPA money has very little or nothing to do with your taxes. So that's a great question. Uh, we're not using ARPA money. Uh, and if you listen to the state carefully, you listen to the governor, they're not really using state or federal money to get these tax breaks that you're getting from the state. They're, it's really surplus money from the uh, regular revenues. And the same thing with the town. We're not using ARPA money. Now, what we're doing with the ARPA money is we're completing projects and purchasing things that would possibly help us in the future. So it's co- sort of the opposite. It's not really helping us right now. But some of the things, such as the ambulance, we're going to buy two new ambulances for the town, and we would otherwise have to purchase those ambulances in the future or you know, pay for them in the future. Now we don't have to do that. We're also making a lot of improvements to the parks. Those things have to be done eventually. We're going to do them, and that will help us keep the taxes down into the future. So it's sort of the opposite of helping us now. It's really going to help us later, but it's not directly helping the budgets. We're not paying for people in the budgets. We're not paying for the sand or the salt or anything like that that we have to pay for anyway. That's not where the oil or the opera money's been, uh, been, been deployed in Wyndham anyway. Good question. Good answer. And let's get to a multiple choice question regarding things going on or around Jilson Square, including the Shabu stage. You have a multiple choice list of options here. Yeah, uh, we've got, I think we're up to 28 different uh, events on the stage and then the park, uh, Jilson Square Park, uh, more than we've ever had. And again, we're still, uh, you know, getting started over there with the COVID hitting us like two years in a row, more than two years now. And uh, we had just built the stage, if you remember, I think it was 2019. Uh, we haven't had a real full season yet with uh, without a COVID, without a virus. So uh, we're still still dealing with that, but uh, we are really starting to see uh, different event planners come in and want to use the stage. The town has a couple of events that we are sponsoring ourselves with some ARPA money, and that is going to be the 4th of July celebration, which is on July 2nd. Uh, Coast Guard Band, we're going to expand that event a little bit and have some food and some other things going on there, some, event, some games. Um, you're going to have the Latin Festival, uh, 
Wyndham Latin Fest on uh, in the middle of July. Then the exact date escapes me. I don't know if it's the 14th, 15th, but in the middle of July, that's a big event. Town is is putting that on. I think there's going to be 10 or 12 musical acts, uh, a lot of uh, different types of uh, uh, of music that are around the you know that the Latin community uh, puts out. We're having guests from out of the country, uh, uh, Puerto Rico, Peru. Uh, so it's good. That's going to be a really, really good event. You've got uh, Cinco de Mayo this weekend. You've got Hop Fest the weekend after uh, on a Sunday. The the day after the community center opens up, we'll talk about that. I hope in a second. But all through the summer, uh, Mr. Foster's event with the with the soup kitchen is I think June 11th. So big events, and it goes right through the summer. Uh, big events, and we're so happy to finally get to use the stage, get to use the sign. Uh, look at the calendar on the town website. We're populating that as some of these events get firmed up. Uh, but look at the sign, too. There'll be something for all these big events on the on the corner electronic sign. I love when the town manager says the 4th of July celebration will be on July 2nd. Now it's the Coast Guard Band. The Boombox Parade is still on the 4th of July. Hey, a little birdie just told me you want to talk about the community center. Is that right? <laughs> yes, of course I do. Finally. We're going to open on on May 14th, and we're having a celebration and an open house and a grand opening at 10 o'clock on May 14th, and everybody in town is welcome to join us. Uh, there'll be some, uh, some of our leaders will be there, local and statewide leaders, uh, maybe, maybe a senator or a congressman. We're not sure who's coming yet, but that is going to be a great event, and people can walk around and roam through all the uh, different activity areas inside the community center. We're paving this week, so it's a little chaotic. Uh, try not, don't go into the lot this week. We're trying to get it paved up before the uh, the grand opening. Uh, but again, we we couldn't be happier. This has been years and years, decades in the making, and we're finally going to get the the community center open. And there's a senior center in the front, about ten thousand square feet, and then through the rest of the building. Uh, the pool, the gym, the weight room, uh, other activity rooms. It's just, it's beautiful. If you haven't been in it, you're going to be uh, mesmerized when you go walking through the building on, on May 14th. And developer Martin Kelly continues to make slow but steady progress in some development around here, and he got some more permits? That's correct. Uh, we met with Mr. Kelly. Uh, there seems to be an increase in activity there. Uh, he came by last Thursday and met with uh, my team uh, himself, not not just his his workers and managers. Uh, they've got permits now for more framing inside. Uh, I believe they have their permit for the uh, to close the sidewalk in front of the building, which had to go through the state of Connecticut. And uh, we are working details out on now now Riverside Drive or Riverside Drive parking lot. So people shoot right through, as you know, Wayne. You work over there. They shoot right through out onto Main Street, right? That's kind of a shortcut. Uh, we're going to close that off uh, at the end. Actually, that's only a parking lot behind the Foster Building. It's not actually a road, but it's a parking lot. You see all the parking spaces are striped there. They're not used very often, but this old parking space is striped. We're going to close that entrance to that parking lot there, and people are going to have to go up and use the light. So they'll go from Riverside up to Railroad, Street or Road. Uh, and that takes you up to the light, and then of course straight across is Church Street. So that's how people are going to be uh, be traveling going forward. Because we need to block that road off as more heavier equipment comes in there to work the facade and the windows and demolish the old uh, elevator shaft or what have you. So 
Um, more work is going to be happening, and we will be, you know, blocking off that entrance to the parking lot, um, at least for now, maybe long-term. We're still working on that. And we're going to reroute um, the, uh, the bike path uh, around uh, onto, uh, onto Main Street and then down to the white. So uh, some changes will be happening here, but the good changes are that the building is going to be getting upgraded and repaired. And I was driving by that the other day, and I was seeing all those uh, cut-out windows and the like, and it kind of reminded me of what we're seeing for some of the scenes from Ukraine with some of those buildings over there, which leads me to this. We have a large Ukrainian population around here. In fact, we've had a Ukrainian program, Ukrainian Melodies, on the air on Sunday mornings at 8 here on WILI since before I started half a century ago. And I'm wondering what you have heard, if any, about the possibility of Ukrainian refugees coming to our area. Uh, you know, I, I asked that question uh, of, of the mayor a few weeks ago uh, because he's, uh, you know, because he knows everybody in town, everything going on, and we, we haven't heard of anything yet that there's any large influx of refugees. But you're correct; there is, uh, there are quite a few people from Ukraine. Obviously, we have the Ukrainian uh, center over there on uh, Route 66, and um, I haven't heard of any n- large number of refugees yet. But of course, it takes time. Uh, to get into this country, even under these circumstances, you can see that in the news too. How it, uh, a lot of the the immigration uh, processes have been kind of uh, shut down over the last uh, four or five years, especially, and it's very hard to get into this country. So I think they were trying to the new administration is trying to open things up so it can move a little quicker, and we may see some folks uh, from Ukraine uh, coming to our community. And they're certainly welcome, as you know. We're a, we're a town, a very diverse town, and we welcome. Uh, all, all folks here. What's the update on the former VFW parcel? That parcel was is has a contract, a sales contract on it. The uh, the uh, the applicant has made uh, application to the Planning and Zoning Commission, which they actually came in uh, last Thursday, uh, and that is a retail uh, uh, establishment. We think it's a Dollar General. Um, and they came in and presented the plan, the planning and zoning, excuse me, last Thursday, and they had uh, uh, some things they had to do differently. You know, they're they're permitted to do that there. That's the, those zoning regulations allow that type of store there or a retail store there, and they had to make some changes uh, to their plan. The planning and zoning commission had some things they wanted them to change. So uh, I think they'll be back for another meeting uh, sometime in May. And we'll see how it goes. But if that goes through, uh, then the sale would go through. The VFW would get the sale because we went through that last year. And they would get the money and they could use the money from the sale to, uh, to make improvements to their building. And lastly, a couple of repair questions. The footbridge and the town hall elevator. Yeah, we, you know, we still have some broken stuff in town. Uh, we fixed a lot of things, as everyone knows, but we still have some some old things that need to be repaired. The elevator uh, should get repaired shortly. Uh, there's a motor broken on the elevator, and of course, it's very hard to get parts and and get things get things uh, repaired. But we believe that will be repaired in the next few weeks. Um, we uh, the footbridge is another matter, as we've talked about many times. It continues to deteriorate. We did not get a very good report uh, from an engineering evaluation, uh, three years ago. And it's time to get another evaluation, probably overdue to get an evaluation. And they're very, they're costly. It costs 60 or $70,000 to evaluate uh, a bridge like that. Cause you have to get underneath and make sure you're looking at everything. And 
So we're going to do that again. Uh, you know, it's a coin toss, Wayne, to be honest with you, that whether that bridge stays open. Uh, it was right on the edge of the last report we got, and we've got three more years of deterioration. In the meantime, though, we are seeking grants from our federal partners, our state partners, any which way we can. I am optimistic that we will get a, you know, a good-sized grant here at some point uh, to repair or replace. Uh, I'm sorry, replace or uh, repair and, and bring it back. So there's two options on the repair. You can put a brand new bridge in, uh, or you can take it all apart and put it back together. Uh, the take it all apart and put it back together uh, after repairing it is going to be more costly than just putting in a new bridge, and the new bridge could look just like the old one. So that's something we're going to have to talk about with the town council, with planning and zoning. Um, what kind of bridge depends on where our, what our sources of funds are. But, yeah, we've got a project, a big project ahead of us there, and we're hopeful to get some grants. Jim, a lot of information today, most of it good news. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, Wayne. Town Talk with Wyndham Town Manager Jim Rivers, brought to you by Prime Materials Recovery with facilities on Milk Street and Ash Street in Willimantic. Learn more at pmrinc.com, 14 WILI Willimantic and 95.3 FM.